Greetings, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Film Survivor Podcast. I am your host, Tom Santilli. It was a big week here on Survivor. There's lots of stuff coming up, so I'm going to get right into it. Uh, Pause this podcast. Come back to it later if you do not want to get spoiled about the recent episode of Survivor Ghost Island, episode 13. Uh, We're going to be coming at you here, coming up with an exit interview with uh, Kellen. Kellen Bechtold was the person voted out of the game Uh, becoming the seventh member of the jury. My talk with her is coming up soon. But before I get to that, i got a lot of things to cover. Like I mentioned, I'm just going to kind of rattle through them and then uh, not do much of a recap today, but just kind of give you some information. So um, as everybody knows, uh, this was the penultimate episode of the season, which means that it's the episode before the finale. Uh, The finale, the season finale of Survivor Ghost Island is next week. That's Wednesday, May 23rd. And it's a two-hour finale. It's followed by the live reunion show. It's supposed to be really good. Uh, Probst is promising that the game is far from over, even though it looks like Dom and Wendell are dominating and uh, that it's going to probably come down to one of those two. Uh, But, yeah, we're down to six people. Dom, Wendell, Angela, Donathan, uh, Sebastian. Who am I missing? Laurel. How can I forget Laurel? Uh, those are the six that are remaining and, uh, it should be good. Like, like I said, so, uh, that's next week. We're going to have a super sized podcast coming next week with all of those exit interviews with the remaining players, uh, including whoever ends up being the sole survivor of the season. I'm going to have a recap as always on realityt.com, And I'm also going to be posting my usual, uh, Following each season, I post my list of updated all-time Survivor winners, where will the winner of Ghost Island rank, as well as uh, where does the season rank overall in in judgment with other seasons. So all of that is coming to realitytea.com next week. And uh, also want to let everybody know that I'm producing a TV show and a web show, kind of. It's uh, it's called Movie Show Plus. It's a television show that airs in the Detroit area, but it's also made available online. It is movieshowplus.com. What is it? It's a half-hour program that is all about movies. Uh, check it out. If you guys are into movies at all and want to stay in touch with me, uh, we cover more than movies, too. It's Movie Show Plus, so... Uh, for example, this week, uh, this week's episode that should be available online on Friday, uh, we have a part of the show. There's uh, myself, who's a film critic and also another film critic in the Detroit area. His name's Greg Russell. Greg Russell sits down with uh, A-list celebrities, and he this week he sits down with the cast of Book Club. So he sits down with Jane Fonda, Don Johnson, Craig T. Nelson, Candace Bergen, Mary Steenberger, uh, just a whole bunch of different people from that film. Andy Garcia, Diane Keaton. So all those interviews are in the show. Also, my reviews of Deadpool 2. Uh, that's up right now online on access.com, where I'm the film critic for them, the national film critic. But uh, I'll be talking about Deadpool 2 on the show this week, as well as an exclusive. Uh, I, guys, I've seen Solo. It doesn't come out till May 25th, but I have seen Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm going to give you my spoiler-free uh, review of that film. is going to be on the show this week as well. So please check out Movie Show Plus. Why not? Also check out this podcast, you know, Beyond Survivor. Uh, we're going to do this podcast, as always, through the summer, uh, talking more centric about films, but also any kind of Survivor news that might pop up along the way. So make sure that you follow this podcast, Film Survivor Podcast. Uh, it's on Podbean and also on iTunes, uh, so check it out. Make sure you're getting all my stuff in Reality T as well. 
And what else do we got going on? Uh, again, the finale next week. This week's episode, again, was good. I, I was sad to see Kellen go, but she was fighting an uphill battle. It's like everybody a little bit too late uh, realizing that Dom and Wendell are running the game. Laurel just not able to pull the trigger. Donathan talks a good game, not able to uh, do much, though, in terms of shifting the game the way that he wants it to go. It was pretty interesting how that challenge ended. A little controversy there with Wendell. Uh, I'm a little unclear as to what I think about that, you know, because I, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, if it, if it was stated to them in the rules, like when they started playing, that you have to call it out at the end, like that's part of the rules, then clearly Laurel should have been the winner and, and Wendell didn't do what he was supposed to do. But but if that was not really clear and it was just a matter of, like, who finishes the puzzle first, I find it crazy that Wendell didn't, like, go to the instant replay or, or whatever would have been next. Uh but it kind of just seems to be his pers- his personality. He's like a laid back, just kind of chill dude, and uh, he was willing to give up immunity. That shows you right there just how comfortable these two are in the game. But uh, Kellen just wasn't able to muster up enough uh, towards the end there, and and that cost her in the end. It'll be interesting to see who goes, or if Dom and Wendell end up turning on one another, uh, or if they decide to ride this thing out till the end, and who comes out on top of that. All of those things uh, coming up again with the big-sized podcast next week. Check it out. But uh, without further ado, let's get into my talk with Kellen. You can follow me at Tom Santilli. Please check out MovieShowPlus.com. And also, again, uh, you can look online right now for my reviews of Solo, a, a Star Wars story, as well as Deadpool 2, both of which we will be talking about on Movie Show Plus this week. Thanks, everybody. And here's my talk with Kellen. Hello. Hello, Kellen. Hey, Tom. How are you today? <laughs> I am doing good. How are you doing today is the question. Oh, I'm doing just fine. You know, this is the best best part. You get to come on and be the hero of your own story and just tell your truth. And, <laughs> and that's the best day, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, a lot, lot to get to. I'm sure that you've answered this question today uh, during your press, but you know, I want to ask you about that the key moment in the game, that whole tribal council with your your double vote advantage. Um, talk me mm-hmm. through that, and also just uh, you know your, your your trusting of Dom kind of out there, and how that all kind of related to that vote, and and kind of how that played out for you. Okay, so for that, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. That's probably where I made my, my million-dollar mistake mm-hmm. uh, was writing down with a world name twice. And my thought process there was, well, now it's easy to say I'm a total dumbass for not asking to see Michael's idol. But I did ask Michael a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where did you find it? What did it look like? What season is it from? And he knew the whole story mm-hmm. because he did find part of it. So I just couldn't, I just didn't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so shame on me. But my thought process in playing the two of for Laurel was if Michael plays an idol, I had heard word that maybe Wendell had an idol, but I knew Dom had one and Dom was wearing the necklace. And I thought if, if Michael plays an idol, no way in hell is an idol not coming out to protect Wendell. Mm-hmm. And then it's either me or Laurel. And instead of risking going to... Um, a tie vote, I just went ahead and put both votes on Laurel to protect myself. In hindsight, 2020, it looks like I'm an idiot. At the time, I really thought there was a chance that Michael was telling me the truth, and um, I, I just wanted to protect myself in that, in that case. 
did you feel like kind of back on your heels after that moment in the game, like that you were kind of playing from behind uh, from that point forward? Absolutely. Um, I think it showed me a little upset as Michael's walking out. I started to work with Michael, believe it or not. Um, we had so much fun out there, Michael and I did. Like, we had a lot of moments where we were like, okay, we are just hanging out. And Michael and I still talk very often. I adore him. And so we had started to really work together. We set up the whole plan for the window thing, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. Um, I didn't 100% believe that Michael would take me, you know, if he was going to go to the end. I didn't think they were going to keep me around either. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna had told me that the Malolos wanted me out. Um, you know, Dom and Wendell told me Michael had come to them to pitch getting me out. And so I just couldn't make the big move in that moment. And, you know, I, I still regret it to this day. Um, and I think you had asked me earlier, and I'm sorry I didn't address it, if I trusted Dom. Mm-hmm. Dom and I, I think we were never really, I think we were always looking at each other through squinted eyes. Uh, okay. I don't think he ever 100% trusted me, and I didn't ever 100% trust him. Um, we were working together more. So it was funny, though, because we were like the fake mom and dad of the Navidi Strong <laughs> story, right? Um it works for both of us to like keep up this idea of like, of course I love you. Of course we're going to be strong. You're the Papa Dom. I'm the Mama <laughs> Cullen. And um, so we would have that story. But I think under it all, Dom and I both were, were ready to see each other go. <laughs> you know, it's funny too, watching the game from, from the couch, you know, uh, we see often power couples in the game and and we're always kind of like wondering why people in the game just aren't taking them out. Uh, Dom and Wendell are interesting because they're not only a power couple, but they were kind of open about it. Like everybody kind of knew that for a long time. What do you think it is um, when you're in the game and, and you see a power couple like that? Why are people surrounding that power couple always seeming so hesitant to really make a move against them? I mean, Dom and Wendell were the most amazing crime bosses at work I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> people were just, including me, right? Like, I was afraid to pull that trigger on Wendell mm-hmm. in the sense of I, I was trying to protect myself in case of idols. So when you when you think they have that much ammunition and you think you're going to get stri- uh, struck by a stray bullet, it keeps everyone totally on fear. Mm-hmm. And until you're at the point where you have no choice, like, now, last night, they turned on Kelsey three days before, and I know I'm toast, mm-hmm. so therefore it doesn't really matter anymore to piss them off. Right. Right? And so I think they're doing an amazing job so far of keeping their troops in line. If you stand in line, you won't be made. Anytime people gave a shed of strategy, Dom and Linda went after them right away. And so they were, you know, I, just, I was completely outmuscled after the merge. Um, I like to think that I did all of Dom and Wendell's dirty work during the merge. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was out working while they were sitting at home sipping coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, they just had a handle on it, and people people were scared to make a move. And it was really, especially at the time, um, starting around the Chelsea vote, when the boys all go off to reward. I mean, you saw me get visibly pissed. Mm-hmm. I just was so frustrated. Mm-hmm that the boys had all that power and Laurel and Donathan were just 
just okay with it. You mentioned, uh, you know, that we saw that you were visibly pissed. Uh, we saw a lot of your emotions <laughs> on your face this season. Uh, you were, you're known as one of the more expressive, uh, you know, survivor players that we've seen. Um, what talk about your your portrayal, just your personality? Obviously, when people go out on Survivor, they can't kind of hide who they are for you know for 39 days. Um, that's clearly how you are in real life, just you know being expressive. Um, and, and how do you feel like that uh, helped or or hindered your game? No, I think, I think in both ways. It was, a, it was often people say your greatest strength is your greatest weakness, right? So mm-hmm. I was out there wearing my heart on my sleeve, and a lot of it shows, like, my low, lowest lows of being frustrated and sad. But also, I had a highest, very high highs, almost as high as the bathroom high. We're celebrating, and when we would have fun, or when the tribe was down or we were hungry, you know, and I could rally everyone and be the cheerleader and make people laugh and have a fun time. And I think people were drawn to me because of that. And so I think a lot of people worked with me and believe it or not, really liked my, liked me and my antics. Um, and I think that's how I, first of all, of course, how I got on Survivor to get through in the first place sure. and got to stay for 35 days. The downfall of that is, did I always have the best poker face? No. The downfall of that is people openly knew, like Don and Wendell said last night, like people like her. People like hanging out with her. She's fun. We can't take her to the end. So, yeah, my greatest strength, it got me on Survivor and helped me last 35 days, but also cost me a million bucks. Do you feel like that was the other players' strategy as the game kind of got down in numbers? Do you really think that most people were trying to get into that final three against Dom and Wendell and then just kind of hope that they split votes and, and pull out a win? Do you, do you really think that that's what people were thinking? I have no idea. I thought there was I thought there was no way I could beat Dom and Wendell. I mean, they were so powerful. Like, time and time again, people just got in line and did what they said. And I thought, if I go with either of them, there's no way people are giving me the vote. So good on those people, mm-hmm. the final four that are out there with Don Wendell to, like, have their own game and to go for it. But I, I thought I didn't have a shot, and I, that's my mistake, too. I thought people would realize there's no way that, that we can beat these guys. They're <laughs> openly in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was, it was frustrating, um, but I – I guess what everyone else thought, they had more confidence than I did because I, I didn't think I could beat them in the end. You know, everybody too, you know, you obviously need alliances and friendships and, and relationships to get through the game of Survivor, but what's so cool about Survivor is that it's an individual game. Um, you know, you took a lot of flack uh, online, you know, like people just kind of joking with you about, you know, your gut, uh, the, the gut feeling comments and kind of trusting your <laughs> gut. <laughs> um, but really, when when you're out playing Survivor, that's really all you have at the end of the day is your own instincts, right, to do the right thing. Yeah, I... I... I guess everyone buys stock and probiotics because I obviously <laughs> need to, to heal my stomach. Um, that my gut wasn't always right. But you know, I, at the same time, I don't know that my gut was totally wrong. It's that I wasn't playing hard. I couldn't catch up. Mm. I couldn't catch up to Dom and when, like, I knew what was happening, right? I knew Chris was going home. I knew we were splitting between Michael and Libby. I knew that we, like, even by the dead though, I knew that, I decided, you know what, Des is going. So I, I, I kind of instinctively knew what was happening, 
But the challenge of Survivor is to like make plans around that and be intuitive and plan ahead. And honestly, I just, I just wasn't good enough at that. Hmm. I was playing from behind. You know, I get into the merge. I have taken out a lot of Malolo people. Dom and Wendell see that. I need them to think like, oh, I was just doing it for the family. <laughs> not for myself. Of course not. Of course <laughs> I wasn't playing for my own game. I was playing, playing right. for the Navini family. <laughs> um, and Bradley was the one, right? I could try to blame Bradley, but then Bradley was gone. <laughs> I voted on a lot of Malolos. My number one ally was gone. And I was really trying to play uphill. And by golly, I really probably shouldn't have been listening to my gut instincts. I should have been playing with my head a little bit more. <laughs> you um, were very open, too, about kind of some of your personal uh, life, uh, you know, kind of heading into Survivor. Now that it's all said and done and, and you have some time to kind of look back on your Survivor journey, your Survivor experience, if you could boil it down, uh, what exactly uh, did this whole thing mean to you and what did you kind of get from it? You know, watching the show as a fan, you, you see the whole experience and you can tell that people's lives are being changed and their perspectives on themselves are changing, especially in like the Ponderosa videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I never had an idea of how extensive the whole experience, how extensively it has affected your life. Like, it's been over a year now, right? Mm -hmm. Since casting started and then out there, we got back in July and now I, you know, it's been a lot of time. I've moved to a new city. I've started my life over. I have a job that I freaking love. I'm the director of strategic initiatives at a finance firm and Congrats. really love love my new city. And believe it or not, I, I am a strategic person and in my career. And I think overall, because I've experienced, just taught me, like, just go for it. <laughs> we all just settle in our lives and, like, inspiration goes out to the 19 other people I've played with. They are all go-getters. They are all people who are fighting for their dreams. In the military, you know, James is a baller at work. And, like, uh, you know, even Chris is, like, just, like, an unapologetic model. Like, he and I are not <laughs> friends, but I still, he's still inspiring in a way, right? Sure. And so the Survivor experience is having a dream, taking a risk, be willing to be vulnerable and let people have their opinion about you, but own your own story play your part as you can and grow to be a better version of yourself. And I think that's where I've landed. Very strong, very proud of myself. And you know what? Just so, so thankful for all of it. That is awesome. That is super cool. Um, my last question for you uh, is what can you tell us about hashtag fake Kellen? <laughs> oh, fake <laughs> Kellen. So Gordon or Gordon, Dalton, Dalton Ross came to me and said, hey, I have this idea. We have these love notes that you all look to your favorite survivor. I think we should have this contest for, like, fake Kellen. And I was like, I was all in. He said it. I was like, absolutely. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, is it not? We'll pretend like it's imitation and not mockery. <laughs> and let's just go for it. Right? I mean, Survivor is it's real life. It's reality TV. But we all are characters. Mm -hmm. We all have our plot. And look, my character is to just throw it all out there. And so there's this contest on Entertainment Weekly to win all 20 love notes we wrote to our favorite survivor. All people have to do is to make a fake telling video, overreact to something that probably doesn't need an overreaction to, be brave enough, 
to post it out on the world to see, and then you can win a cool survivor prize. So, you know, it's really fun. It's giving me a chance to own my narrative and say, like, okay, go for it. Let's let's see how comfortable it is to put your heart out and put it out into the world. And so it's really fun. And some of the Ghost Islanders have made made videos. Some of my good friends, you know, have gone on to do it. And it's, it's just been a really fun way to, in a way that some people have taken my emotions negatively, it's been a really fun positive spin to just be like, this is awesome. This is TV. This is entertainment. And I ultimately get to choose who wins. So that's great. That's pretty fun too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kellen, that is super cool. I think that's something that everybody listening to this uh, should definitely uh, take a part of and and celebrate you, the character, but also the person. I thought it was awesome watching you on the show, and uh, I wish you the best of luck. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a good rest of your day. All right, thank you, Kellen. We'll talk to you. There you go. Uh, Kellen is on the jury. We are headed towards the finale. It's next Wednesday, May 23rd. Join me next Thursday. You're not going to want to miss the finale podcast. I'm going to have exit interviews with everybody uh, left in the game, and we're going to kind of recap the season, talk about my all-time winners of Survivor and also where the season ranks, and just kind of put a tie and a bow on this season and look towards season 37, which we'll preview at the Live Reunion Show. Uh, We'll have something new to talk about, a new theme, uh, and it'll be awesome, I'm sure. And hope you guys stick with Survivor. Hope you guys stick with the Film Survivor podcast. Again, check out MovieShowPlus.com. It's my new TV show that I'm that I'm producing and I appear on. And uh, there's all kinds of stuff there. If you love movies, stick with this podcast and watch MovieShowPlus on MovieShowPlus.com. That'll do it for this week. We will see you next week. It is the finale, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you then.